0: Hey, and welcome to Gathered Courage podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. There's something that I like to say a lot around here. Sorry if you're kind of tired of it, but I will never stop saying this truth. No matter what you're going through, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, the terrible, the horrible, the awesome, whatever it is, God has got your back. And because of that, we can be courageous in all of it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On the show, we have my friend LaRosa Tate. And LaRosa and I met through church planting, basically. Uh, She is the wife of lead pastor Albert Tate at Fellowship Church in, oh, I forget which city, but it's California. So not too close to me. We're basically internet friends for the most part. But she and I met a couple of falls ago at the Bloom Retreat. And just to refresh your memory, Bloom is an organization for women in church planting. It basically just wants to help them maximize that role and be the best they can be for those they're trying to lead to Christ. And so LaRosa and I met, and she is a gem. I love every time I get to talk with her. And today on the show, she shares, (laughs) she shares, there we go, some real-time struggles that she's going through. And I'm so grateful that she is vulnerable to share this and it was so inspiring to me. I know that you are going to hear some words of wisdom, you're going to laugh, you're going to be filled with courage through what she is doing to continue every day to step forward, to live courageously in Christ, even when it may not have been the place where she saw herself. Without any more explanation, let's get to it. Here's my interview With LaRosa Tate. LaRosa, welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You were one of the first people on my mind when I first sat down to think about guests that I wanted to have on the show. And then you were also um, suggested to me by another guest that I've had on the show. So, God has just absolutely had you in my mind and heart, and I'm so happy you said yes and that it's happening um, and that you are going to be sharing with my audience today some really special things. So let's get to that. Uh, Actually, first, we're not going to get to those specific things. We just want to learn about you. So so tell us about yourself, LaRosa, anything you'd like us to know. Um, let's see.
1: I um, was born and raised in Mississippi. So I live in California right now. My husband and I, we are transplants. We've been here about 16 years, but I spent my entire life um, to my almost 30s in Mississippi, in Starkville, wow. Mississippi, specifically. Um, my husband and I met in Mississippi and married before we moved here. Um, okay. We've been in California almost 16 years, been wow. married almost just over 18. So we celebrated our anniversary in November, our 18th anniversary in November. And over this last 16 years, we've done a lot of moving, (laughs) Um, but we've also had four children. So all of our kids are California natives. Uh, We have Zoe, who will be 15 in May. So that'll tell you a little bit about she was born within our first year in California.
0: Um,
1: We have a 12-year-old Bethany Mm -hmm. Our guy, Isaac, was born in... um, He just turned nine in December. Okay. And we've a little guy, Micah, who will be three in May as well.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, right now I serve as our mom's director at my church, a fellowship church, a church we planted a little over nine years ago in Monrovia, California. And I also serve as our women's uh, events director, okay. um, which is kind of dormant right now because of pandemic, so we don't yeah. really have uh, events. And um, yeah, I'm a two on the Enneagram. Don't ask me many questions about it because I, I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm 100% sure I'm a two. Yeah. Many people question it because, you know, you get that whole, like, are you sure you were raised in a church, you're a pastor's wife, and you know,
0: kind of no. Mistype as a two, two, two. often. Yeah. Right. But and you're you're I'm not reading on it. I'm a two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um,
1: Some of the things I love, like I love, um, I love family time. So I love family dinners. Uh, yeah. Our family's pretty loud with four kids; it gets pretty loud. I, um, I love, I love doing that um, and just having fun, and playing games. Um, yeah. I love caramel, and I know people say caramel, caramel. I know everybody right. says different but I that that's one of my love. so it's whether it's cake candies nice you know all the things I, and my other f- flavor I love is lemon so I love all the things lemon as well but my favorite dessert is macarons oh, and so yeah. one of my dreams is to go to Paris and go to a class where I can actually make
0: yeah.
1: uh, authentic macarons and eat eat to them in pairs, pair. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all listening, So he will uh, put that on our 20 year anniversary list. I love surprises. I love to sing. Um, mm. I'm not like a, you know, CC Winans or anything like that. But um, one of the things that I love and miss is singing on our worship team at my church. Yes. I don't volunteer and looking forward to one day getting to do that again.
0: Yes.
1: Um, if I think of something I, I don't like uh, would be heights. I'm, I'm, like, yeah. I'm definitely afraid of heights. Yeah. <laughs> but I will get old flames. Because I like traveling, so you know I just say a prayer and (laughs) sleep.
0: I was just going to say, like, like to the point where like you won't even fly, but it's not quite that bad. It's just kind of difficult. No, I just I will do
1: it. I get really nervous. Yeah, I put on worship music. I say a prayer, and I will go. Yeah, yeah, sleep it through. Um, and another thing I don't like, which is probably not a good thing, is I don't like conflict. So um, that's probably not the best trait to have. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I think God in his grace kind of helps me through those things, but you know, I'm not, I'm learning how to be better with conflict, so. Um, well, that's that's a little bit about me.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing, La Rosa. I can connect with you on so many levels of so many things. I'm definitely a conflict avoider as well. I want everyone to be happy, and yeah. <laughs> um, I will shove and stuff until I burst, which again is yep. yeah, not the greatest thing. but going through that. Um, <laughs> marriage has helped sanctify that part of me. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm I'm married to an eight,
1: by the way. So,
0: yeah. Oh, ooh. (laughs) Sorry about
1: that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we're learning a lot. I think learning, you actually uh, learning the enneagram and learning a lot about our own personality types. has actually helped me a lot with conflict. and it's helped him too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That is that has helped us uh, a whole lot. Yeah. In the last couple of years with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 I agree. When when I my eyes were opened up to the Enneagram and just the beautiful tool that it can be to help us learn about yeah. ourselves and learn how God has created us. Um mm-hmm. and and how I relate to others and then knowing my husband's number, absolutely. Um, and I can I can relate with you too on the lemon. I love lemon everything, which by the way, have you tried the lemon Oreos? Oh, yes. And I buy them and I hide them. It's so good. <laughs> I know.
1: They're so good. It's oh, so my God. I actually
0: like the thin ones. The lemon thins are my yeah. favorite. It's because they're a little crunchier. Do you like a crunchy cookie? Yes. Oh, So yeah. have you ever tried? Do you buy Girl Scout cookies? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you guys have the lemonades out there? We, there is a lemon. Cookie that Girl Scouts okay, no. sell. I don't know what yeah. it's that
1: one. You, if you had, if you've had a lemonade, you know it. Okay, so maybe I have. I, actually, this is how bad it is. We don't have them in my area. I will actually purchase them off of eBay. That's how. <laughs> that's how good they are. <laughs> so <laughs> if you ever want to try them, people oh, are always my. selling them on eBay because there are Girl Scouts who want to get that big award, so they're selling them by the box on eBay. <laughs> that is um, awesome. If I you ever get to try that eBay, try it.
0: It will change your life. They yes. are oh my gosh. They are I'm, in. I'm totally <laughs> doing it. I'm totally doing it. <laughs> well, thank you again for sharing all of that fun um, and uh, good information about yourself. Let's dive in here a little bit more to meet meat of what we wanted to get to today. So with the, the podcast, it's called Gathered Courage. My aim is mm-hmm. to help women live an everyday courageous life. So the question that I like to ask all of my guests, because it is such a unique answer from each person, mm-hmm. because courage mm-hmm. is very much multi multifaceted, multi layered, um, and can feel and be defined differently by different people and circumstances. I ask everyone, "What yeah. do you think courage is? Like, what's the definition, or what does it look like?" So, what do you think, Loura? what do you think about courage? That that def- definition, or kind of the picture of it? Hmm,
1: that's a good question. Um, when I think about courage, I honestly, I think simply getting out of the bed every day. Mm. I think putting one foot in yeah. front of the other, yeah. um, even when you don't know where that step is taking you, yeah. and even when you don't like where that last step brought you from.
0: Oh, that's so good. When I think about Courage and many of the guests I've had on, some have had those big, bold, like stories where they've done something Mm -hmm. super courageous or come through something very hard. And I Mm -hmm. love those stories, right? We need to hear those stories. But like you're saying, sometimes courage is just literally getting up out of bed and moving forward. Um, and you're right. Those, those little caveats of whether you like where it's going or know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else on that front? Uh,
1: no, that's it. It's just, yeah. I think it's, I'm, you know, I was trying to figure out the simplest way as what it, as it pertains to my own life. And it's yeah. just really trusting God yeah. daily. I think it takes courage to trust God daily mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. What the next step? You know, especially when you you know, some people have like big plans and big dreams, yeah, and yeah, you know, with me in my life, it's literally like a day by day yeah. thing. You yeah. know, I don't have this long term dream mm. or like that kind of thing right now in my life. Yeah, um, it's just a daily you know, getting out of the bed and putting one foot in front of the other and having the courage to trust God with what my story is because I'm still trying to figure that out. You know,
0: oh, that's so beautiful, Ariza. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of people can resonate with that kind of being there every day. So thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> if you're thinking about courage and just either in your own life or just something you've witnessed or seen. Is is there a specific story or instance around you lately where you've seen courage?
1: Um, I, You know, when I think about myself, I think me sitting here right now and talking to you. No, <laughs> <Yeah>, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) I've never done a a, a podcast before. And when you asked me, I really literally wanted to say no, because I was like, what possibly could I say? Um, But if I think about just, you know, like I direct our moms ministry and um, I think about one, I think about moms, period. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about, I think about two things, moms and essential workers. Yeah. And I think about um, because I have a one mom on my team who's also an essential worker. Oh wow! She has three small kids, married. She, wow. you know, she's a nurse. Wow! And you know, she is. She, no, first of all, she has she has courage because she's getting up every day, putting herself at risk, caring yes. for others who have COVID. Yes. Um, and putting herself at risk and her family, but also I think about the fact that she is not only caring for her family, caring for people um, daily in the hospitals, but she actually shows up to our moms, you know, she's caring for it. She supports a group of women who are, you know, I think about in the pandemic overnight, our, um, our job descriptions, I won't say change, but they just kind of extended, you know, like we have more on our resumes now, right? Like oh, yeah. you know, some of them are working. Yeah. You know, you become you come you become short order cook. You become a custodian. You become IT, trying to figure out yeah. Zoom or Google Classroom or all the Google things, and yeah. um, and that takes courage. Like you know, yeah. yep, it's you know, you're everyone's at home. You know, in and marriage, and all the different things that are happening. Um, I think it takes it's. I've seen a lot of courage and a lot of just in, even the leaders that I um, I am um, in relationship with the community with right now with our moms community how they're holding space for other moms while also holding space you know grieving and losing jobs and you know husbands losing jobs and they're they're not only holding space for themselves and going through this themselves they're actually holding space for other moms and yeah Yeah. um yeah I think about the courage it takes to continue to do that because you you know they don't have to do that they don't have to keep showing up you know so yeah, yeah that's
0: what that's that is say. awesome. That's so amazing. You're right. They don't have to, and yet they do. And wow, can we just praise God for people mm-hmm. who are doing that, yeah. who are being obedient in, in that and and continuing to do the hard work because whew, the, everybody in and of themselves has a lot going on. Um, and mm-hmm. then to be willing to then help everybody else through their mess too. That's that's really yeah. cool. Thanks for yeah. spotlighting that. Very cool. So when we were in our pre-interview conversation, I guess you could say, and, yeah. you know, I was yeah. talking about how um, we could what you could share or or what, what insights you could share with our, my community here. We talked a lot about how currently you just have really been kind of wrestling with some things in your life. And over this past year, um, there's been a lot of, you know, changes, not just because of COVID, but, 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 COVID has maybe brought on some changes that you didn't see coming and, and Mm -hmm. how you've just been wrestling with where does God want you to go next? And what's, what are those next big steps? And you kind of alluded to that earlier that currently Mm -hmm. for you, it's like the big, you know, pie in the sky dreams, isn't your reality. It's Mm -hmm. just trusting God in every day. So can you just, just, that a little bit for us? What's that season been like? And then you've really gave some really neat insight into what God is teaching you about seasons in particular. So just share that with our audience and I'll try and shut up here.
1: <laughs> sure. I'm hoping I can like replay everything we talked about back then, but, um, <laughs> um, so I'll start here. So just recently, um, I, I see a spiritual director once a month and probably in the last one of, our last two sessions, mm-hmm. she gave me this question, the question that was presented to her. She was like, I want to present it to you. And the question was, uh, LaRosa, what's in your hand? And mm-hmm. this comes from a passage in Exodus four, where God has already called Moses and given, uh, kind of commissioned Moses to um, uh Free the Israelites. Yeah. Um, but he asked him, What is in your hand? And what Moses had in his hand was a staff. Mm. And my spiritual director said, And that was enough. Mm. And she was just like, But what is it? What is in LaRosa's hands? And is it enough?
0: Mm.
1: And she asked me that because of just the things that we've discussed over the last six months, of the things that have happened in my last life, probably over the last year and a half. So, yeah. um, started just seeking out on what it, you know, what my passions are and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I gathered the courage to actually start the application to school. Yeah. Uh, it took me a year because I wasn't t- totally confident in, in myself in like school. And it had been 20 years since I'd written a paper. or right. So I finally turned the application in the fall of 2019, got accepted, started school. Yeah. So I feel like I'm working towards a dream. Still don't know. I had like, you know, I had like a basic uh, seminary degree that I was going to get, still trying to figure out what God wanted me to do. And Mm -hmm. I started this class uh, called Spiritual Formation and Discipleship, and it opened up my eyes and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like this soul care, like this is what I want to pursue. Pandemic happens in March. (laughs) And, you know, then I have three kids at home. Well, I have four kids at home, three of them in school, trying to figure out and navigate that. Um, I'm struggling, um, because I'm like reading what, 10, 12 books and having to do summaries on each book, but I hadn't Mm -hmm. learned that, you know, there's this art of skimming. So I (laughs) literally wrote every single page of every single book. Um, a very gracious professor who, um, was very gracious when we got through that. (laughs) Summer comes And I'm like, I'm hoping that my kids will be back in school and I'll start another class and keep pushing towards this dream. Yeah. Fall comes and they are still home. And wow. I realized like two weeks into my second seminary class that I can't do it. Yeah, And it was a blow. It was a blow mm. because I'm watching... Uh, you know, people I started class with moving forward. I'm watching other friends, wow. you know, even though we're in a pandemic, still press forward into their dreams. And mm-hmm. it seems like I'm getting further and further behind, you know, yeah. like I was already behind and Lord, like, really? I'm like Ugh. that much further behind now. Yeah. And so um, it was a, it was a struggle um, and, nice. you know, and it was the whole care comparison, which is not healthy. And, sure. but sure. it was really like, me continuing to ask the question that I feel like I've asked so long, like, what's my place?
0: Mm. You know,
1: what, what's my, what's my passion, God, what is it you have for me? Yeah. And um, I started with my spiritual director around that time in the fall and we just started exploring that. And yeah. just recently, fast forward to now I've just had to, um, realize that, uh, I'm not behind, and that's yeah. one of the things that God has continuing to remind me, and just recently, probably in the last week or two yeah. um, just with um, the things that we've learned um of, which I'm sure we'll talk about later with my son, yeah. who has immediate um, needs, um, I'm realizing that um uh, I think what God spoke to me just I don't know, just maybe in the last week and a half is that um uh, I have time,
0: yeah,
1: and what he has pl- planned for me there's still time. So I can't look at someone else's story or someone else's journey and think, Lord, she's like 33 and she's doing all of this. And I'm like, you know, just turned 44 and I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I know ultimately I want what God has for me. I don't want what God is doing in someone else's life. Even though someday I may... Look at them and long for that. Mm-hmm. I know ultimately what I want is what God wants yeah. for me, and like he's, he's constantly having He's constantly having to remind me of it. Sure, but the reminder is that there is time yeah. because the t- the time that I have is what He has planned for me, not someone mm-hmm. else's story. That's great. And um, so yeah, so like what I what I what I've been able to do is step back and say, what's in my hands right now is these four amazing, cool kids that I have. Yeah. I have a husband who. Um, you know, this turtle we planted and trying to navigate that. But he also is, you know, executive director of another nonprofit and he's right. writing a book and, yeah. you know, and I want a healthy marriage. And um, yeah. but for me, for me personally, yeah. um, I, I feel like God, he didn't tell me no, he just told me not yet. And oh, that's so good. I think yeah. I'm having to continue to gather the courage to trust yeah. the not yet. You know, and and also trust that if it may be a no, you know, right. true, it, it, it may be a no, right. and right. But I think ultimately, if if the no is God's will, yeah, then I, that's all I want. Yeah. right. That's all yeah. I want. And, um, and stand at a place of open hands, mm. um, and asking God, and you know, and I'm and I and I think what He's doing is He's showing me in different ways where He's still using me, even though some days I feel like you know what, mm. how the world can He uses me right now, right. Um, He's constantly reminding me and me having to take back a step. Yeah. Um take a step back. I think I was listening to Wine's last night. I don't remember the quote exactly, but she was like sometimes we forget who God is until we step back and remember what he's done yeah. and then we can have hope in what he can do. Yeah. And I don't know. I I think when I heard that I really needed to hear that because it's like yeah, like I forget what he's done and how you know the, the times where I can look back and feel like God Right. doesn't use me and I yeah. realize wait, he really does use me even if sometimes it's just in my family just with my yeah. kids and my marriage and yeah. in my home um yeah. ultimately I want what God wants and yeah. um uh, and that's you know that's kind of where I am just trying to stay daily in, in a place of that because you know the enemy mm. he will give you all you know all the things to distract you and make you feel that's, like you uh yeah. you don't have a place you know you that's, don't have a purpose you know yeah. you uh life is, I don't feel like my life is meaningless, but just like, all the things that tell right. you that there has to be more because what you yeah. have right now is not enough. Not enough. And
0: not um, enough. I think
1: what I'm learning is what I have right now is enough. What I have in my hands right now is enough. So and good. if there is more, if there is something else that God has on my journey for my life, for the story he yeah. already has written and planned, then there's yeah. time for it. Right. And yeah. um, And I have to trust, I have to trust God with every step. Oh. Even if some steps don't leave where I personally want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you're just like spitting out fire here, and there's so much to unpack. I love, um, I just love the the courage that you've got right now to say, "What's in my hands?" Beautiful question, by the way, and you you named what's in your hands, and to just declare that as enough. If if someone was saying like say someone is like, like me too this whole time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Lorenzo, I feel that. I feel that me too, me too. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the things that you, to help you be able to like get up and right, some, some days and some weeks might be better than others, but like mm-hmm. you get up in the morning and you've, you've had this realization now, what, what is it that you do or maybe practices or mm-hmm. um, mindsets that you have to actually like get through the day to, to make that your truth that that what I have is enough right now. And God's timing is something that I can trust.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's not easy. Uh, I'm 44. You didn't hear that part. Um, (laughs) and, and you know, you have these ways that are just set and that you have to undo. And I feel like I, it's a constant undoing. One of the things this, uh, one of the, the ladies I pray with on Wednesday mornings from my, my mom's group said just yesterday just today's story she said, just yesterday she said our thoughts will wander and I am one of those people like I can create the craziest stories yeah. with one thought you yeah. know and I will I will I will live it all the way out in my mind yeah and you know be depressed or crying or sad or whatever. Right. And she was like if you're gonna let your thoughts wander let it wander to God. Yeah. And I was like, that's so much easier said than done. Yep. But I know for me, um, one of the things that pan- the pandemic has done for me is, even with four kids in my house, I've I find time to be quiet, and it has been such a blessing to my soul. So I get up early. You know, it's it's you know, I get up before my kids get up, and I I just sit and, and quiet, and um, I do a lot of praying. I believe in the power of prayer, so I I talk to God. I talk to God a lot, probably yeah. way too much. It's probably like, be quiet, please. <laughs> You're talking a lot. Let me speak. Um, me yours, to, more than anything in my life, that God is God is my lifeline. I have to, like, you know, I think being a pastor's wife, um, and I'm mm. sure there'll probably be many people who can relate to this, it's yeah. it is very hard mm. um, to always have spaces where you can be completely yourself. Mm. And really say, I'm having a hard day. I suck. And, 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 and have someone be able to like, you know, yeah. say you don't suck, right. but let you say what you need to say, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, um, and, and encourage you in that, like literally sit with you in that. And, yep. um, yep. and, uh, and it's not always easy. I know that's not always easy. And I believe, like I said, I believe in a prayer and that God can send those women into your life. Yes, Um, but if you don't have that, I would say, you know, confiding your husband, yeah. if you can afford a therapist, you know, uh, yeah. confiding in a therapist. Yeah. Um, but I think more than anything, we go to the one who is the yeah. only one who yeah. can help us, right? Yeah. Ultimately, even if it's through another person, God is the person yeah. who helps us ultimately. Yes. So I I have really gone to sitting quiet yeah. because I am a talker. It's it's a struggle for me to like not want to talk to God, yeah. but just sitting quiet and reminding myself that he is with me, that he is always yeah. with me. That's so um, but I am loved without performance. I'm loved without having a passion. I'm loved without yes. some big dream. Yes. I'm loved without having a you know hype social media page. Yes. Um, I'm loved without my kids being like you know the top of every on top yes. of every level of everything. Um, so good. You know, I just I think it's important, and and I, I think what I'm learning, it's like even at 44, I'm still having to learn how to be loved by God, how to allow mm. myself. By God, yeah. and I think, um, I think that's where I'm having to, you know, do the work is like right. really allow myself to believe and know, like uh, cognitively I know it. The Bible says sure. it, sure, but sure. a lot sure. of times it's hard to live that out. And yeah. I, I know that oh, yeah. that's something I really, really struggled with oh, yeah. being okay with with me because yeah. I'm, I'm out something. What this perception? That I think people. Having me, which they may, may not even be thinking of me <laughs> at all, of right, right. this perception that I have of like who I'm supposed to be as a, mm. you know, if, if you're from black church as a first lady, mm, right. a church people, so just as, yeah. you know, co-founder that, that yeah. title sometimes I even struggle with, you know, uh, yeah. but you know, these, I always have these um, ideas of what people think I'm supposed to do. And it's just like, yeah. I have to push all that aside and know that I am loved if I don't do another thing. Oh, that's so good. If I never stand on a stage, if I never, you know, do whatever, all the things that I look at and look at other pastors' wives that are doing, if I never do any of those things, I am still loved because I am the beloved of God, right? Oh,
0: that is um, so
1: and sometimes that's hard to grasp when you're, mm-hmm. when you're looking around at other, yeah. other people, other pastors' wives and, yeah. and, and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it's just important to get in his presence. Yeah. Um. And it, and it takes work because it's yeah. not easy to sit quietly, you know, right. <laughs> it's, it's not, and you probably sometimes you don't have the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I, for me, sometimes it's two minutes and sometimes I can do 10 and yeah. sometimes I can, you know, do 30, Yeah. but it's, it's getting quiet and just mm-hmm. being aware that mm-hmm. God is with me and yes. taking that with me throughout the day. And I can stop and pray. And yes. when I'm having tough moments with my kids, yep. um, yeah, it's, and you don't, you know, you don't always get it right you know, right. but I can always, I and say, right, oh, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do that. Well, I really yeah. was like, nah, I was ignoring your presence <laughs> and I was in my flesh, and I need your forgiveness and I need you to help me go back and talk to my kids and, right. and, you know, and, and make this right, you know, yeah. or with my husband or whatever. Right. That right. But um, Yeah. I so think I kind of went all over my place. But
0: <laughs> no, it's so good. Well, and I'm, I'm thinking like, I think you hit the nail on the head. With, mm-hmm. You mentioned so many things that we as women especially uh, want to put our value in, our our mm-hmm. kids and their accomplishments, our, mm-hmm. you know, our, it's so crazy to even say this, but it's so true. Our social yeah. media pages and our following, oh, yeah. like, oh that yeah. feels so dirty to say out loud, but it's like, yeah. it's an honest thing. We, it's just yeah. in our face, this comparison that we can make, you know, and, um, whether it's, you know, all these, whether you're a pastor's wife or just any, any female that you look up to yeah. or, or are peers with, you know, and, and what they're doing, um, mm-hmm. you just hit the nail on the head so much with, with those things that we want to put our value in. And that Mm -hmm. is just rubbish. I mean, that is going to take us to a place of depression and anxiety and worry and striving so much in ourselves. Um, and that quiet and that rest before God. Oh, so Mm -hmm. good. And Mm -hmm. so very, (laughs) it's hard. It's hard to be quiet. And and you mentioned, it's hard to be quiet because like you love to talk to God and, for some of us it's hard to be quiet because like we just want to fill the space with our own like yeah stuff. You know, we like we I'll want control to be, it. Yeah, we <laughs> want to be in control of it and we want yeah. to to fill it and be quiet in solitude, it's it's a discipline. Like it's no. tough. It's not easy, and and I'm like you, LaRosa. I'm I'm the morning person too. I wouldn't say I'm a morning person, but I me either. Yeah, me I either. Force myself. This
1: force me. Right, right. Yeah. I'm forced yeah. to. Be. Otherwise, I never. I will never get quiet at all. Yes, exactly. The the time is quiet. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I force myself to be that, and I try and set up other boundaries to help that um, with yeah. like bedtimes and things like that, but. But yeah, yeah, that, that quietness before the Lord. And, and sometimes, um, we were just actually talking about this with my community group last night, our ladies group, we were saying, we were talking about prayer and I was talking about how sometimes prayer doesn't always have to be us talking. It can just be us listening. Yeah. Um, then yeah. I referred to yeah. Romans eight mm-hmm. and the, how the Holy spirit is groaning for us mm-hmm. and like, you know, interceding for us and, and on our mm-hmm. behalf and, um, yeah how he knows better what we need, you know, than yes. we could ever know. And so sometimes we just have to shut up <laughs> yeah. and and really just be. Uh, and that is not easy in our world, but, but you're wow. seeing the fruits of that. And I'm so glad you shared that with wow. us. So let's uh, go one step further. You mentioned your three-year-old Micah and um, you and I have some, Similarities in that you know we both have kids with unique needs. So mm-hmm. tell us as much as you want or feel comfortable with about that journey and how that's kind of um, shaped your courage or um, shaped how you you parent or connect with God. Um, mm-hmm. Just just tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: Yeah, found out we were pregnant with Micah. Uh, at the end of my fortieth year of life. And at the initial wasn't like, oh great, we're you know, it was just like, yeah. what in the world is happening right now? <laughs> you know? oh, um and, and it took three, you know, it was it three months of wrestling with God? Just like just trying to figure out like this was just when the I was about to like God. do something. Know what But I was about to do something and God, God was like, You're about to have a baby. <laughs> well, man. Um, but it was around three months. Um, I remember one of our um, pastors who was on staff at the time, she was taking us stu- a spiritual um, soul care uh, um, uh, activity. Uh-huh. And she said, what does your soul need to say to God? Hmm. And I just remember weeping. Hmm. Just like, you know, I was like, I need to tell God I'm sorry for being a brat. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because oh.
1: that moment, I, I don't know what it was. I think it was the Holy Spirit just like reminded me like, God trusted me with a like a fourth child, a fourth yeah. um, of his precious kids, right? Like I just, I was just sitting there like, Lord, as much as I struggle as a parent trying to be the best parent I can be, but always feeling like I'm not doing enough or not yeah. good enough, yeah. you trusted me yeah. to raise a fourth child. yeah. And I just remember from that part of my pregnancy on, it was just one of those things of like, I don't know, it just flipped something in me when it came to yeah. like trusting God.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And towards the end of the pregnancy, around 36 weeks, we went in for, and I was a high risk, so I was seeing a regular doctor and a high risk doctor. Sure. We went in to see our high risk doctor. Everything was fine. We were getting ready to leave. And I remember the nurse coming back in and she said, hey, how many C-sections have you had? And I was like, this will be my fourth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you need to stay. So she brought the doctor back in. Long story short, we ended up going to the hospital that day for oh, wow. an emergency. C-section because I was threatening a uterine rupture. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, which could have threatened his life and mine. Yeah. And so you know, we go in we, you know, the same the same day we um, that was May 30th, we went in, had the, the, the cesarean the next day because they had to give us shots to speed up the de- development of mm-hmm. his lung. hmm The next day he's born and uh, while he is, while, you know, they're doing the surgery and stuff like that, I I created a playlist and and I told Albert to put it on and let the Holy Spirit be the DJ. Yeah. And like it's being pulled out, there's a song that we love called victory belongs to Jesus. And Mm -hmm. this part of the song is victory belongs to Jesus, victory belongs to God. And he comes out. And I remember the the doctor saying, Oh wow. God really wanted this kid here. Mm. And we're like, and there's other things happening too. Like if there's other parts of the story. Like there's blood everywhere. Like oh, there's many parts of the story that they're just miracle parts of the story. But yeah. we're like, well, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Micah had a perfect knot in his umbilical cord. Wow. It wasn't pulled. wasn't pulled tight, but it was like a, a really nice knot that you know, if he'd yeah. stayed in another day, it could have been fatal for him. Wow um wow. and so just hearing her say that like we were just looking at each other just crying because we we're just like you know God, you know this is yes. a miracle yeah. all of this is a miracle and yeah. I think just all the thing, all the different things that's, that have happened in his, his story yeah. have just continually taught me about number one I have no control yeah oh God is in control right yeah. he wanted Micah in this world and Micah is here yes um
0: yeah
1: and so uh Fast forward, around three or four months is when I started to notice that uh, there were just things that were different about Michael. He wasn't pushing up, like mm-hmm. like other kids his age do. And mm-hmm. so um, around six months, the doctor said, OK, now we'll send you to a neurologist because it is trying, it's starting to seem, you know, he's not developing like he should. Right. Like within five minutes, the the neurologist um, diagnosed him with axial hypotonia, which basically yep. means uh, he said in, in layman's terms, it's called floppy baby, which means he yep. has no... No to low muscle
0: tone. Yep. That 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 and, that's my Harrison. That's what that's what he yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so over the next year, I would say we did MRIs, he did yeah. blood work for all the different muscular um yeah. diseases and disorders. And yeah. but you know, and I remember at one point the neurologist was like, There is a fifty fifty chance you will never know what yeah. happened or what I'm it is. Worst. And I'm that's, that's the kind worst. of of those things like Okay, like if you don't know, what do you how what do you do? do Right? Yeah. Um. And so it was still one of those things of like, okay, Lord, all of my kids are yours. You you wanted Micah here. There are so many ways and so many things that could have happened that could have he could have not been in this world. So we're trusting you with this. And you know, I think in the fall he was he moved the diagnosis to global developmental delay, which means you know Micah's in four therapies right now. Yeah. Um. A week and yep. Yep. just recently, we did a um an, another assessment, and I won't necessarily say what he was diagnosed with, but yeah. it was well, one of those things where it's like another. It's more clarity, but it's still this like, no. yeah. okay, Lord, we got to trust you. Like yeah. you, you. This this boy is. Yep. You brought him here. You put him in our family for a specific reason, and yeah. we're going to trust you with it. And I just remember I was talking to a good friend um, who was also a therapist yesterday. Yeah. Um. And I was telling her the moment I pulled out of the parking lot, I'm getting the the, the diagnosis. I just started like, I need to call this person. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to You know. And yeah. she told me, she's like, LaRosa, you don't have grace for a 10-year-old, 20-year-old Micah you have grace for almost three-year-old Micah. Yeah. And so you take it day by day yeah. because you have grace for day by day. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that gave me so much peace um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, I am not oblivious to the fact that this is not going to be an easy journey right. at all. Sure. Um, I also know that I can, because I'm naturally a worrier, mm. um, one of the things that I'm reminded of is during this entire, Micah's entire, almost three years of life, with him, I've just not worried. I've just, that's cool. And I don't know if it's just the way his 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 birth, his you know, just everything has gone. I've God has taught me a lot about. Yeah, I'm not, I'm in control, and yeah. he all of your kids are mine. But I think more than anything, what I've learned with Micah is um, that I can not have peace in the midst yeah. of this, uh, all the unknowns. Yeah, um, all the unknowns and all that's to come. You know, I know it's not going to be an easy journey, but I can mm-hmm. have peace. Of it because these kids belong to God, and He's written yeah. their story. Yeah, right. Um, yes. He knows the full puzzle, and yep. we get a piece. And Albert preached a message about this years ago, but he had had us all get a puzzle piece, and yep. he was like, "This is all you get. Right? This is all you get. <laughs> yeah. God knows the full puzzle. You get a piece of it. Oh, this oh, twenty million billion million piece puzzle. You only get a piece, and you get a piece every single day, yeah. and that's yeah. that's where I am today." I don't know. You can ask me six months from now. I might be pulling my hair out because I, you know, what we, what all the, all the things that are going on. But right oh, now, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to. I have the grace for today, and yeah. I have the grace not just for Micah, but I have the grace for Micah and Zoe and Bethany and yeah. Isaac, and I have the grace for La Rosa and Albert as a couple, and I have the grace for the Tate family
0: yes. daily,
1: and that's that's where I am today. Too. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know what tomorrow looks like, but for today. That and is, remember that is giving me the grace for today.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I love that image of the puzzle piece because you're yeah. right. We we want the the whole picture. We want it now. Yeah. We want all the, all of it to be figured out. We want to know yeah. how it's going to be figured out. Um, mm-hmm. but the truth is we just get the piece like you're saying and mm-hmm. the truth is mm-hmm. that we serve a God who who already does have it figured out. Right. And he so the we whole can story. rest in that and trust yeah. in that. Um, yeah. And it's not easy, but but no, yeah. we can, and we and we can, and and when we do, all the freedom yeah. that comes with that, and yeah. just the blessings yeah. that come from that, and the fruit that comes mm-hmm. from that in our lives to show others who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- when you're thinking about the journey, is there a specific time where you were like? this, I'm, I was really courageous in this time or this time it was easy mm-hmm. for me to kind of tap into my courage, uh, in yeah. this piece of the journey.
1: Yeah. I was at the beginning, you yeah. know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. even though it started out kind of rough, like, what are you doing with my life? Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I think the courage came when it was just like that realization of like, you, you yeah. trusted me with a fourth child. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, your ways are not my ways. Yes, right. Yep. You see the long view yep. and you're trusting me with the pal. So I, yeah. it's one of those things where I can't help, I can't not trust you. Yeah. If you trust me with, yeah. this, with this. And then learn, you know, as we go on and learn more and more about, you know, what's going on with Micah and yeah. um, yeah, it's just the, the like I said, the courage to like daily trust yeah. him because I just don't, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Do but you feel really like, don't know. yeah, no. yeah. Do you feel like, is there a specific time that stands out to you where like, Ooh, I really missed the mark on courage. Like I really tried to take control of that, or I really just did not, um, trust in God at that time.
1: Um, I would say it's all intertwined together. So yeah. I would say, so about a month ago, so I, I missed this in his story. So with Micah's delays, he, you know, the speech was a huge delay, Mm -hmm. but November he had about 20, 25 words. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was, um, even if it was, wasn't clear to everybody else, we knew what he was trying to say based on like how he said it and when he said it. Yeah. And then in the last month and a half, he totally, he went back to babbling. He went back Mm -hmm. to no language at all. Mm. and you know and i'm still trying to i think you know he's choosing not to talk and you know i've convinced yeah. myself like
0: yeah. you know
1: yeah. but after about a, a few weeks i was like you know maybe i should call the doctor and see because yeah. i've already this is where you know, this is where the, the the lack of courage has come in i've already started <laughs> web md yeah and, like booking up all the things it could be right yeah. and, um, and starting that spiral of Yep. Okay. And what do I, what do I need to do next? Cause I'm already diagnosing him myself. And right. then, yeah. um, and, and that was one of the things my, my friend told me, my, uh, I have a friend who, um, uh, who's a therapist who also has a son with unique needs. Uh-huh. She's like, do not, do not diagnose your son before the yes. doctor gives you a diagnosis and yeah. do not go to that. Yeah, And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, no, I'm trusting God in this. And he did something one day and I was like, Hmm, hmm. let me look up just that one thing.
0: Right. And of
1: course that, that, that ended up being like an hour of me just like spiral, you know, yeah. saving and yep. sending emails and, yep. you know, texting myself all these things. I so it's references I can go back to. right? Um, yeah. And, and then I decided, you know, I need to call the doctor cause I'm like spiraling out. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that, you know, I feel like it's a back and forth thing. And I feel yep. like yep. even after, after, you know, last, when was it Tuesday? When we talked with the psychologist,
0: Mm-hmm. My friend
1: was like, do not go to the internet
0: mm-hmm. because
1: every child is different. Like yes. every child is different. So That's you true. can't go to the internet and allow, and allow the internet to tell you who your child's going to be. That was wise. And there's a distinction because I want more information. You know, <laughs> I want to, and she was like, no, like you talk yeah. to your doctor, you talk to the specialist, you talk to, you know, yeah. but don't let the internet be yeah. the end all be all for you because it will, it will be an endless dark hole. And I, and I know that to be sure, but I know sometimes, you know, I just Mm. want to know more in the moment. Yep. And, uh, and it'll, it'll, you know, if I don't stop and take, you know, take some breaths and say, Lord, I'm trusting you with this. You need to help me. Um, I was, I'll spiral out, you know, I, we, we just have those moments where we just, and and it's almost like it's a comfort. Like it's, if I do it, it'll make me feel a little bit better. And it doesn't. It does. We think
0: it will. Yeah.
1: Right. And if yep. you've convinced yourself enough, yep. I've pumped myself up enough to think if I yep. go, if I just read a little bit, it'll help. Yep. It'll give me comfort to know right. a little bit more yep. about what somebody else says, rather than like yep. sticking to what I'm told from my doctors and, yes. you know, yes. seeking more help that way. Yes. Yep. Um. Absolutely. But yeah, so that's, I think those are ways that I can, That's good. I can really lose courage and really yep. get discouraged. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. Um,
1: and I think it's a long journey. I don't think it's ending yeah. here. I think yeah. it's something I'm gonna have to fight on a daily right. basis for
0: sure. Right. Well, and I think that no matter what we're facing, you know, you and I have the shared commonality of a child with unique needs. Maybe it's it's cancer, maybe it's um yeah, yeah, a, a separated family, like divorce, or or maybe mm. it's mm. you know, uh addiction, whatever it is, you know, like fill in the blank of yeah. what that is we so badly just want to take it into our own hands. And Mm -hmm. the journey of making it through is, like you're saying, this ebb and flow of like, yep, today I'm relying on God. I'm trusting in him. It's great. And then the next day or, you know, two days later or by the afternoon, um, you know, you're you're (laughs) coming to a place where you're not, um, you know, gathering that courage to just trust in the Lord and and i think that that is so relatable and so very just human of us um and i love your your i your discussion on on grace on when we have these big life circumstances that seem to fill up everything right our minds are 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 Um, when we're sleeping, we're dreaming about it when we're awake, you know, our focus, all that it is, it is remembering that we don't have to have grace for, you know, years down the road, but today in this moment, we can trust in who God is and his grace in us. And then our outpouring of grace to those around us. So true. So very Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Well, LaRosa, I have really, really enjoyed this conversation. I so very much appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing with us this journey that you've been on. I think a lot of times when we have um, guests on the show that are in the middle of something, um, Mm -hmm. I think that is just as powerful as guests who come on the show that have conquered or overcome or gotten, you know, gone through something and come out on the other end. So I really appreciate you being on the show and kind of sharing these two pieces of your life with us. I know that there's going to be someone out there who needed to hear something you said, and I am thankful that you trusted me, trusted me with that. So thank you for being on the show today. Is there anything that you had planned to say that we didn't get to, um, that you'd like to, um, say now before we kind of wrap things up?
1: No, I, I want to say thank you so much for, uh, you know, even inviting me to do this. Yay. And it's been fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think the encouragement is, um, I know for me, uh, you know, my all of our situations are different, but I think at the end of the day, um, for those of us who are, who know who God is, yes, it's always about laying it into him. Um, yeah. It's not always easy. You know, you don't always get it right. You know, like Definitely. I don't. You know, do my devo and quiet yeah. time like I should every single day. Um, but I know that God is my lifeline. Yes. I know yes. that if I did not have Him at this place in my life at forty-four with four yeah. children, yeah. you know, I during a pandemic, I, 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 I don't know what I would do. I, yeah. um, and, I, I and I don't have it all together. Like I, I, I mess up all the time, all the you know, moment by moment, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that is what my hope is. Like yeah. um, I'm not getting it right when I don't, when I'm confused or yeah. just uh, I don't know, just confused about what's going on with my children or mm. even with Micah. Yeah. I'm like, God, I have to trust you, even though yeah. like literally I can't feel your presence right now. But mm. I know that you have written a story. Yep. Yep. For our family, yep. you've written a story for me. You've written a story yep. for Albert. Yep. yep. um, And I have to trust you. And I wanted to say this too. Um, I think it's so, so important. One of the things that I've learned and leaned into, and I don't feel guilty for anymore is taking care of myself and taking care Mm. of my soul.
0: Yeah. And
1: I know it's not always easy. Um, I know um, that some, for some of us, it's easier than I have my sister-in-law who lives here with me, who helps me with Micah. And my husband is very, very, um, he's very, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? He he's uh, very very intentional about making sure I take care of myself. Yeah. So when I need to spend time or have a Sabbath, he's yeah he's very good about trying to make time in his schedule so that he can be present so that I can do that. But I think um, if if you don't get anything else out of what mm. I said today, make space and time yeah. to figure out what self care and self and self care looks like and do it for yourself and don't feel yeah. guilty yes. about it because yeah. your family. Just as much as they need you, they need you to be fully yourself and fully healthy. And, um, so they need you to love yourself, um, so that I can love them so I can love them well.
0: Oh, that's so good. Oh, absolutely. Ending with that. we That's so good. Mm -hmm. So true. And I'm so glad that you, um, said that and that, that you, um, we're able to share that because I think someone needed to hear that for sure. For sure. Well, thank you again, LaRosa. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and um, yeah, thanks. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Isn't LaRosa just awesome. I am so grateful that she came on the show and that she shared with us the real time wrestling that she is doing right now when it comes to life and following God no matter, no matter the circumstances. I'm so grateful for her coming on the show and I know that you were inspired. If you have any questions, thoughts, things that come up after listening to that conversation, please remember that I'm here, I'm available. I'd love to chat with you about them and I'd love to deep dive with you in whatever the spirit is putting on your heart. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to check me out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, give me a star review, you know, all those things that we podcasters love to ask our listeners for. <laughs> and don't forget, there is a newsletter that I send out every month with some courage nuggets and resources that I'm loving. You can sign up for that by going to my website, www.carryjsmith.com That's K E R R Y. All right, friends. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye.